Welcome to another episode of the We Believe uh, podcast with uh, Pastor Abraham Chabusen. I am known as uh, Pastor A. Today I will be continuing with the theme of prayer. I am not going to be long really. I just want to encourage you to hold on tight, to focus on God, to have faith in God to know that uh, there is help at hand, to just know that uh, God is indeed uh, watching over his word to perform it. God will fulfill each and every promise that he has made in scripture regarding your life, regarding your family, regarding everything that is associated with you. In fact, I can tell you right now that you haven't seen a lot from the Lord, you are still going to see more. There is more from the Lord. There is more in store for you from the Lord. So I just want to continue to labor on this uh, subject of prayer. However, today the emphasis is more on the um, aspect of the power of fervent uh, prayer. So I just want to talk along those lines. Bearing in mind that in our previous uh, episode, we, we spoke about the habit of prayer, a Christ-centered uh, approach. We looked at the life of Christ and we discovered or we learned or we were reminded rather that uh, Jesus Christ, his life was characterized by the habit of prayer. So we have to continue on that same thought that uh, the life of Christ was indeed characterized by prayer, and we as believers must do like that. Now, if we are going to live the life that Jesus lived and develop this habit of prayer, we therefore have to understand that we are here on earth. We are living with people. We are living with associates. We are living... Yeah, on this earth, really, with uh, everybody surrounding us, therefore, everything that is happening in this life it has a way to impact us negatively or positively. For instance, what do you do when you find yourself in trouble? What do you do in times of difficulties? The Bible says, is any of you in trouble? Is any of you being afflicted? As we are talking right now, as, I'm, as you are listening to uh, this podcast, wherever you are, maybe you might be in your vehicle, are you in trouble? When you are in trouble, what do you do? When you are being afflicted, what do you do? When you are being persecuted, what do you do? When you are being sabotaged, what do you do? When you, you are being mistreated, what do you do? When uh, people are saying all kinds of negative things about your life, what do you do? Because all of us, we are not immune from trouble. We are not immune from affliction. We are not immune uh, from all these persecutions from people. In fact, by us being here on earth, the Bible does indicate that we will be persecuted. As much as God, the Lord is blessing us, there will be some kinds of uh, afflictions that come our way. But now, what do we do when these things that we don't want 
keep on creeping up in our lives when we have done everything to stand. The Bible says when you are uh, afflicted or when you are in trouble, what you must do is to pray. That's it. Simple as that. You must pray when you're in trouble. When you are afflicted, you must pray. When you are persecuted, you must pray. You, when you are being mistreated, you must pray. What it means is that you don't have to call your buddies. You don't have to call your girlfriends or your boyfriends or your bestie. You don't have to call anyone, but you have to call on the name of the Lord. Now, as a believer, the most important thing that you can do for yourself is to call on the name of the Lord whenever you find you, yourself in a situation that is uh, a bit uh, troublesome or rather when you find yourself in trouble, you have to call on the name of the Lord. And the Lord in heaven, he will listen to you and he will answer your call. Therefore, as point number one, when you find yourself in trouble, you must pray. Simple as that. What I'm trying to say, let us not try to make the word of God relevant. The word of God is relevant all the time. The word of God is in season. Let us not try to be innovative. The answer is simple. When you are in trouble, the Bible does not say, get yourself out of trouble. It says, you must pray. Are you in trouble? Hmm? Today, as I'm talking, are you in trouble? Pray. That's what the Bible says. Pray. You must pray. Right. Now, the other thing here, when you look at Scripture, if you find yourself in a joyous situation or you find yourself joyful, what do you do? In other words, when you find yourself in an opposite situation whereby you are not in trouble, but you find yourself in a situation whereby you are actually happy, what do you do? You must rejoice in the Lord. So, 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 so when you are happy, you must rejoice in the Lord. And how do you do that? You must sing praises to God. That is very, very important. You must sing praises to God. Now, now the, the thing that I'm trying to highlight here is when you're in trouble, you cry unto God, you pray. But when you are joyful, you sing praises to God. So, in other words, in all situations, in all circumstances, the Bible encourages us or the Word of God encourages us to focus on God in prayer and also in singing praises unto God. Therefore, we don't have to cut our communication lines with God when he has answered our prayers. So when he has answered our prayers and we find ourselves in a happy mood, in a happy uh, 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 a state of being, we have to sing songs of praise. So in your own individual space, you must sing songs of praise. Don't be afraid to praise your God for what he has done for you. Don't be afraid to worship your God. Don't be afraid to exalt, to honor, to, to lift up the name of God for all the wonderful things he has done. So 
In the first instance, you pray. In the second instance, what you do, you sing songs of praise unto God. Now, what happens when you find yourself in a more challenging situation whereby you can't do much for yourself? The Bible says now here, if you find yourself in a situation whereby you are sick, in other words, when you find yourself in a situation whereby you can't do much on your own, the Bible teaches us that you have to call for the elders of the church to come and pray for you. In other words, it also indicates here that they will have to come to you. They have to come to you and pray for you. So there is always help. So you can pray for yourself when you find yourself in trouble. But when you find yourself in a joyful state, you sing songs of praise. But when you find yourself in a state whereby you are, not, you are unable to praise him or even pray, you call upon the elders of the church. You call upon pastors. You call upon the leadership of the church. So the important lesson here is you must always belong to a church. If you are going to be a prayerful person, if you are going to be a mighty warrior in prayer, you must be tied up to a church because there are situations in life that you can't resolve on your own. You can't conquer on your own. You need a, 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 a combined prayer. You need a prayer of unity in order to conquer those situations. For instance, when you find yourself in a situation whereby you are sick and you feel helpless, know that God has put other people around you to pray with you. And those are the elders of the church. That is very, very, very important to notice that the church still has a role in the season, in this day and age, whereby the church is not deemed essential. It is still essential. You can only pray so much at home. You can only pray so much at home. Sometimes you need the prayers of the saints when you can do it on your own. So God has put structures, he has put frameworks for you to live an effective life. Now, I am going to encourage you that from time to time, when there is a need, do use the facilities that God has provided for you. One, it takes your personal responsibility by praying. It's your responsibility to praise God. And it is still your responsibility to call those who can pray for you. And the Bible says the prayer of faith will heal the sick. And not only that, when you pray fervently, when you pray seriously, when you make heartfelt prayers, the Bible says God will hear those prayers because the prayer of the righteous person availeth much. So my encouragement here is that we can pray. In fact, we have to be aware of the fact that some of the people we read about in scriptures, for instance, Elijah. Elijah was just the same person as us. He had the same cognition. He had the same abilities as us. In fact, he had he, he had same physique as us. He had same mentality, just like us. However, he he he, he tapped in into the framework of God. He knew that for certain things to happen in his generation, that he had to pray, and he did not have to make ordinary prayers, but he had to make fervent prayers. He had to make heartfelt prayers. 
the Bible says he made heartfelt prayers so that it should not rain for three years. And then when the three years had expired, he had to make heartfelt prayers and pray for the rain and pray for the rain and pray for the rain to come. And the Bible says God answered his prayer. So in seasons like this, whereby it's troubling, whereby it is challenging, whereby we don't understand how tomorrow will be, we have a strong weapon, we have a powerful weapon, we have a mighty weapon at our disposal. This weapon, it is prayer. God is calling us into the ministry of prayer. He's calling us to become prayerful people. He's calling us to become intercessors. Prayers must be made for all people. Let us pray. Pray for our nation. Let us pray for our leaders. Let us pray for our colleagues. Let us pray for our managers. Let us pray for those we are managing. Let us pray for those who are leading us in the church. Let us pray for our fellow believers. Let us make prayers for our families. Let us pray. Let us pray. Let us pray. God is calling us to become people of prayer, people who are going to make fervent, heartfelt prayers. So now, when we find ourselves in a situation whereby we have sinned. We have to confess our sins and so that we can be forgiven of our sins and so that we can receive the forgiveness of sins because the biggest hindrance to answered prayer, it is a sinful life. Therefore, it is very, very important at any given opportunity that we confess our sins. In fact, when we know that somebody has a grudge against us and we are about to pray, the Bible says, let us leave the gift we have on the altar, go back and make things right so that we can pray. So I am going to encourage you to pray at all times. And when it's difficult for you to do so, call upon other believers to pray with you. When you do that, you'll begin to see that life is easy. Because prayer changes things. Prayer moves the hand that moves the world. Prayer, it is an opportunity to influence your tomorrow. Your tomorrow will never be the same in Jesus' mighty name when you begin to pray. Now, my advice is this, if you are going to tap into a life of prayer, you need to start somewhere, okay? We need to understand that we are not at the same level spiritually. Some people are veterans spiritually. Some are just senior and some are just starting out. But the point is we all had to start at some point. Now, maybe you are listening to me. You are saying, I hear you, man of God, that I need, uh, uh, you are saying I need to pray. I don't know where to start. The starting point of prayer for anyone, for all of us, in fact, is always making the prayer of salvation. We have to make this prayer. We have to invite Jesus into our hearts. We have to invite Jesus to be our Lord. We have to confess him as Lord and Savior. We must believe that he came here on earth and he died and he rose again. And then he went, or rather ascended, to heaven. As we talk, he's seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for many people, yourself included, myself included. So if you don't mind, if you want to start praying, if you want to kickstart this life of prayer, let's make this prayer together. Say, Dear Jesus, I confess you today as Lord and Savior of my life. I declare and decree 
and believe in my heart that you came on earth, you lived amongst us, you were crucified, and you died on that cross, you shed your blood, and on the third day, you, you rose from the dead, and on 40 days later, you, you ascended on high, you went on heaven, and you sat at the right hand of the Father, and today I believe that uh, you live in my heart, you are coming into my heart, you are in my heart by your Holy Spirit, you are going to begin to work mightily in me. I declare and decree that you are working mightily in me right now so that I can do the things of God, so that I can serve the purpose of God. Now, if you have prayed the prayer, I just want to tell you that you are now born again. Therefore, say amen and amen with me in Jesus' mighty name. Don't be afraid to get in touch with us. Don't be afraid to connect with us. Uh, uh, we are always on this uh, platform every Thursday. And then uh, check our notes. Uh, you will find uh, our contact details. Uh, get in touch with us. Talk with us. Tell us if this message has blessed you. Tell us uh, if um, you made a decision to serve Jesus so that we can help you with your next steps with the Lord. May God richly bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. That will be from me, Pastor A. Hallelujah.